I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. Hey, I'm John. This is John Helps You Write Better. So, um, are you busy? Do you want to write better? You got a couple minutes? Let's go. In today's thrilling episode, I want to use an example to teach something called a threat uh, composition or a threat score or a threat level assessment. And these are all very intense sounding terms for a very simple thing. But basically, it means how do you understand a thing that happens in a book or in a story and how big a deal is it to our character for whatever reason. And in order to understand this, we're going to have to use an example. So let's suppose you and I are going for a walk. Where we're walking to doesn't matter. Where we're walking at all doesn't matter. Whether it's your street, my street, downtown, a big city, Planet Praxis 7, Land of the Cat People, wherever. Doesn't matter. But while we're walking, we have to imagine that at some point in the middle of our walk, a twig snaps and we turn and there, leaping out of some conveniently placed dramatic bushes, now we get attacked by, uh, uh, shit, I don't know, um, a giant trans-dimensional chicken. A chicken from another dimension has stopped us and is squaring off against us. Now, this, this dimensional chicken being, we don't know how to assess how bad this could get. We don't know if it's, a, you know, it's over immediately kind of thing or if we stand a chance or if this chicken's not here to fight or if we could defeat the chicken or if we need to work together or what. We have no idea how to immediately assess it. The first thing a character is going to do in the face of a possible threat is hopefully give the reader some kind of information that the thing in front of them actually is a threat. This is called threat perception. Because if it's a chicken, and I'm just talking like the little bird creature, um, I'm bigger than a chicken. And while birds scare me, uh, I'm pretty sure I can, you know, shoo away a chicken. But if we make this chicken big... If we make this chicken the size of, I don't know, a 12-year-old a human, then all of a sudden we're getting into some real freaky territory. Then we're really getting into something. And if we're going to anthropomorphize this chicken, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle style, then we are definitely perhaps up Shit's Creek without a paddle because the appearance of this chicken is going to dictate on some level how I, or you and I, or just you, figure out whether we can take this chicken in a fight or if this chicken is a problem. We are going to look for indicators of threat, which is going to be posture, which is going to be physical appearance, the presence of things like spikes and claws and guns and bandoliers, and whether it's got a cool scar on an eye patch because it's from a, a very 90s, like, you know, gun era comics thing where everybody's just fighting an alternate version of themselves where shit's gone real bad. 
or whether they've got a samurai sword or a big blaster cannon or robot wings or something. Who the hell knows? But we're going to look for potential indicators of threat. And the physical description is going to be relayed to the reader who's reading about you and I on a walk when we encounter this chicken. And they, the reader, will make some kind of assessment or guess as to how big a deal they think we think it is. Does that make sense? They're going to read the description and go, oh, I bet John and you can totally take a chicken in a fight. This should be fun to read. This should be interesting. Now, that's an indicator of threat, and that creates a perspective of threat. That's the part where the reader thinks how we think and then, you know, plays out from there. The other part of that perception of threat is the reality of threat. If this chicken is, you know, a chicken and it's bird-sized, one or both of us could find a branch and, and you know, we'll be having chicky nuggies in, in a minute or two with a little bit of work. Um, but if this chicken is, you know, armed to the teeth because it's coming out of, like, the Age of Apocalypse Marvel Comics universe or something, well, then shit, we're, we're going to have to do a little bit more work and watch out for the adamantium wings, you know what I'm saying? But the, the thing is, the reality of that threat is going to be based on physical description, but also the threat's actions. Because until the threat makes a move, says something, indicates in some way their intent, we can only rely on the perception. Because if you're all tough and mean mugging and whatever, we don't know you're really a threat till we see you throw the first punch, because otherwise it's just bluster. Uh, think about kids fighting at school. It's, it's all hot air till somebody squares up and, you know, then gets ready to throw down. Until then, it's just, you know, two people talking about how their moms are problems or something. The, the point here with the chicken is that we look for, uh, we, we assume the perception, we develop the reality, and then from there, we, we move to what the characters can do. Because the threat... As an, as an antagonist, as an obstacle in the story, we're not going to get into what the threat is thinking and feeling. We are going to see the threat now through the characters. Whatever the fucking chicken is thinking, whether it's connected to a greater bird hive mind or whether it's got an earpiece and it's communicating with short round in a minivan in another dimension or whether it's, I don't know, telepathic or whether it's just, you know, got free will because it just fell through a dimensional portal. doesn't really matter. What matters now is that you and I on our walk trying to fight this chicken are, are going to throw down with this chicken. And you and I each have skills depending on who and what we are. I'm me in this story. Maybe you're not you. Maybe you're a, I don't know, a super spy. If you were a super spy and you saw this chicken, you could probably judo fight this chicken. That'd be cool. If you were, you know, uh, a gun-toting, grizzled badass with a troubled backstory, you could probably shoot this chicken. If you were a superhero who could, you know, shoot, I don't know, control the sun, you could control the sun and shoot lasers out of your face, you could roast this chicken. Maybe you speak bird. I don't know. You know, you're a friend of John Coltrane, so you speak bird. That's a joke that, like, maybe six of you are going to laugh at. But you can communicate in some way and, and figure out a list of skills that you have and abilities that you have to handle this threat and resolve it in some way, shape, or form, whether that's, you know, turn it into chicky nuggies or whether that's, you know, just chase the thing away or whether that's, I don't know, turn it into pulled chicken. Ah, uh, that's a very clever pun. I'm happy about that myself. But 
we can defeat this chicken one way or the other, right? Our skills have to be tempered by something because we're not going to go all out. If this chicken is like a friendly chicken, if this chicken is like a Muppet chicken, and we don't want to fuck with Muppets. They didn't do anything to us, and Muppet chickens are cool, like Camilla. So we're hanging out, and everything's great, right? So if, if we're on friendly terms, we need to temper and create boundaries for our hero. Otherwise, it's just going to be, you know, like fighting a little, wrestling with a little kid because they don't have the boundaries to know when to stop and when to go and how hard to go and everything. So they're always trying at max strength. Adult characters are bounded by their moral code. They know how far they're willing to go. Batman won't kill kind of a thing. They know how far they'll go based on the rules set forward for them by their moral code. Their moral code influences their perception of the threat and helps determine the skill and the degree of application of that skill, how hard they're going to go with their skill in defeating or overcoming the obstacle. Now, I'm going to use the word defeat and overcome, but and I've been using it, but I don't always mean like physical aggression. We could talk our way out of this chicken fight. We could speak bird and, and help you know send this chicken on its way. We could... I don't know, give the chicken two silver and send it over to the tavern to get some hirelings. We could, you know, open a portal using our super sci-tech and then send the chicken away. We could deal with the obstacle in a number of ways. Violence is not necessarily the thing unless this is an action beat where the author of our story about you and I on our walk has some kind of vendetta against both of us and, and it's just due for an action beat in the story. The point is your threat index is never just a single instance. It's never just, oh, it's a six. It's a six out of 10. It's a six out of 10, John. It's just a chicken. Fight it. It's a combination of perception. It's a combination of reality. It's a combination of intent. How hard that chicken chicken is going to fight us and how hard that chicken's going to go and what that chicken's willing to do because maybe that chicken, you know, just lost its, its chicken partner and it has nothing left to chicken live for. So um, it's going to, you know, live free or cluck hard. And, and then we're, we're going to fight this chicken to the, to the beaky death. Intent, perception, reality. And it also has skills. Its skills will only be known to us when it uses them against us. If this chicken has, you know, legendary actions because it can, I don't know, transform into a griffin or, you know, turn into, I don't know, the ghost of Ed McMahon, and then use its ghostly Ed McMahon, you know, second banana on the Tonight Show couch powers to overwhelm us, then certainly we're going to run into some real obstacles. But threat development isn't just a matter of, here's a cool thing, and now it's going to fight, because that's a very juvenile and underdeveloped way of handling a problem. Don't forget that not all threats are fights, but all fights are obstacles, and all threats have the ability to be an obstacle of some kind of persistence. So when you and I are on our walk trying to go from point A to point B and we encounter a chicken on the road, we get to use our skills and our moral code to figure out what we're going to do and how we feel about it, and then we try our best to overcome it. That's how you build threat in story. Give that some thought. I'll talk to you tomorrow.